You ready? Yes. Cool. Go ahead and intro whenever you're ready. Oh, jeez, I forgot that you do this. Ty. <laughs> we never have to. I'm always happy to do an intro. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, no, it is I who has to say <laughs> words. It is I who must be ready. Oh. Oh, how do I want to do this? Knock, knock. Hello. Who's there? Side character guest. You invited me over. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we are. Um, uh, that, that was a very good. <laughs> that was a very good and funny joke. I, I love no, it. No, it wasn't. You it. don't have to lie to me. <laughs> I love it. I'm not lying to you. I'm lying to the audience. You know the truth. <laughs> it's true. I know it in my heart. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Side Character Quest. This is this is a a, a wonderful D and D and D show. This is good times. We're all gonna have fun and and tell tell fun and funny jokes. Don't patronize me, Ty. <laughs> uh, I already feel enough shame. Yeah. Well, um, I also feel a little bit of shame right now. Uh, so just so you, the listeners, know what's going on right now, I do not have a actual like good you know I, I don't I never have a good recording studio but I usually have a space that I use but instead I've hauled my entire desktop into a spare bedroom I've draped a blanket over it to try to muffle some of the sounds and and I'm just kind of like on the floor in front of my monitor like trying to uh trying to give you guys some sweet dulcet tones it's a weird position is what I'm trying to say and if there's any like weird noises I apologize Hopefully, that won't last for long. Yeah, well, we we make do with what we have. I, I think that's mostly all life. We make do. We make do. That is the human condition that we are all living again. Except for um, someone, a good friend of ours, uh, Deirdre, who's only living in the, the half-human condition as half-fork. See, that's that sort of good joke, good joke fun times that I was talking about in the intro. Now, see... You're assuming that she's half orc, half human. She oh. could be half orc, half anything. That's true. She could be half orc, a lot of stuff. She could be half orc, half uh, pepperoni pizza. There you go. I don't think that's how that works. I don't know. I mm, debatable. You don't. <laughs> you don't know this. The 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 lore of this world. The hidden lore. Uh, of this world? No, I, I listen to Lore's Ark. Okay, okay, okay. All right, how about we get into this show? <laughs> oh, wait, uh, I guess we should just do a, a quick recap for listeners. We went through a marsh. Mads is here. Mason's here. Mason is a possum that Mads is trying to pass off as a wizard familiar. Mads <laughs> still under the impression that I am a wizard. Incorrect. <laughs> we made it through the soft ground. We got into a shitty tower. <laughs> yes. We met a hobgoblin that knows me. Deirdre is thrown off. I believe that is where we were left off. That is where we left off. Also, a little behind the scenes. It's been a while since we last recorded. It's been one week. One week. It's been a lot more than one week. But uh, It's been... At least over, a month, right? It's, it's been like at least like a month and a half. Ugh. 
It's too much. It's too much. You find yourself at the door of this this tower, of Orion's Tower. He has just greeted you uh, as something akin to an old friend. And he also, uh, as you are standing there, he notices Mads behind you, and his eyes widen slightly, and uh, he nods kindly, and then steps backwards from the doorway and says, Well, hello, um friends, uh, Deirdre, uh, and uh, who is your friend here? Their name is Mads. Um, they are under the false impression that I can teach them how to be a wizard. Oh, uh, yeah. She's not gonna shake me off that easily. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, child, if, if, if you would like to, uh, learn more about the ways of magic at some point, uh, perhaps I could show you some things. But, um, that's, that's for another time. And he steps backwards and allows you to, uh, to step into the tower. Uh, I assume you, you do so, or? Yeah. Yeah. So a quick, quick reminder of what Sage Orion looks like. As you mentioned uh, in the recap, he is a hobgoblin. He's got sort of reddish-orange skin, uh, not unlike the um, color of the clay around your cathedral home. He has a shaved beard, but there's there's clearly some stubble there. He's around your height, pretty heavily uh, heavily muscled, good posture, and he's wearing um, well-kept but not fancy robes. Uh, that's generally what uh, the vibe you get from him. And um, stepping back and allowing you through, you step into a space that you expect to be, you know, stone. You expect to be dark, maybe lit by some candlelight, cold, uh, unfeeling, unpleasant space, you know, based on the look of the tower and where you've been. But instead, you step into somewhere, uh, somewhere beautiful, the space you have entered is on your trips with let me, let me ask you something on your trips with father crayon tell me about the most beautiful one of one of your favorite places that you've seen ooh ah uh, most beautiful favorite place I feel like you've asked me this before, and I cannot remember what I've said. <laughs> um, if you want, I could. Uh, I, I think I did ask you that, and I, I could like scroll through your messages and, and see what you said. That'll take a while. I think <laughs> there was a meadow. A meadow with maybe maybe there were like birds or or some type of tree or something. I think there's just like there's like off the road between these two towns. There's like the woods. And from the road, you can just kind of get a glimpse of this meadow and they've camped in it a couple of times. And it's just a beautifully geometrical area where the sky is always clear and there's like wildflowers that grow during a certain time of year. And she just always tries to like time it as much as she can so mm -hmm. that they can camp there. But if it 
doesn't work out, like she's not going to insist on it. Gotcha. When when you step into this space, you see you see trees lining a open meadow. Um, there's grass on the ground, but unlike the grass that was uh, in the field leading up here, which was uh, scraggly, which was faded, this is a deep, deep shade of green. And there are the the same wildflowers from that meadow of your dreams uh, that you used <laughs> to uh, go, you used to travel to with Father Crayon. It, this is not the same meadow. Obviously, it's not the exact same place, but it, it just it calls to your, your mind that same exact memory. Um, there, okay, I was about to be all like, Deirdre is incredibly suspicious. <laughs> no, this does not appear to be the exact same space. It doesn't have that that same geometric feel, for instance. In fact, it's, it's kind of hard to tell the... Uh, clearly, you are... Well, roll me a perception check right now. Mm, I'd love to. Uh, what does a 22 get me? Yeah, okay, I'll give you a lot. So you can tell uh, a few things right away. One is that although the tower that you stepped into, you, you had a fairly good sense of the size of it, this field, this meadow that you're in, is clearly, like, you can see much farther than you should be able to. You don't see a wall at all. You can... You can see the trees going off into the distance. Um, you do notice that the actual space of the, the sort of grass before the tree line seems to be roughly the right size for the uh, the tower. You notice uh, there's a few large rocks that are perfect, rocks and logs that are perfect size for people to sit on. You also notice that um, there is what appears to be some sort of grandfather clock kind of thing, sitting off to the side near one of the trees, leaning against one of the trees, and also off to your right, directly to the right of the doorway that you've just stepped through, there is a uh, staircase going up. In, in And the staircase appears to be the same material as the tower outside. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Would Deirdre know what a clock is? Uh, roll me a history check. That's a perfect history check. I'm going to say that it's very unlikely, <laughs> but, uh... Uh, that's a 25. Okay, so, yeah, I would say that, uh, in your, your past travels, um, you've never seen one that's been operational, but at one point, when exploring a, exploring that, that ruined city that is near the cathedral, you found a clock and had asked... Or Father Crayon had explained to you what it was, that it was for timekeeping. You've never seen one actually working before, but you immediately draw that comparison to your mind. And, and you do notice that the um, gears on this clock appear to be sort of like click, 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 click. Like they're trying to move, but are, are kind of like stuck. And uh, There's no time. <laughs> as, uh, as you are looking at that, Orion sort of looks towards the clock as well. And then he turns and looks out the, the door, and he says, Oh, sorry, um, this, this thing always gets stuck. And he uh, walks over to the clock and hits it a couple of times, and then it, the click, 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 it pops, and then just starts whirring very quickly to sort of catch up to a particular point. 
and as it's as it's whirring quickly to catch up, you notice the shadows shifting in this meadow space. You notice flowers uh, that had been closed uh, going into full bloom and then starting to um, shift with the moving sun. Uh, and you notice the bird song that has been accompanying this field uh, start to shift to the uh, chirping of cicadas as the sun starts to set, matching the time outside of the tower. Do I feel like I've aged? No. Uh, <laughs> Deirdre I, I, looking with horror. <laughs> <laughs> um I was gonna. Th- I was thinking about having you roll for this, but I, I think that particular question. No, you don't. You don't feel your body react to this at all. Yeah, that's that does not seem to be uh, affecting you. If you if you want to know more about this, um, you could roll a Arcana check or um, history check, or you could ask Orion what the situation is. I mean, Deirdre's not naturally curious. However, uh-huh. I'm sure Mads is fascinated. Uh, Mads has been like grabbing your rope. What, what I forget. What you, what is your travel attire? Um, She's got vestments. Vestments. It's, they're simple. They're they've been mended time and time again. Gotcha. Um, There's probably a robe involved. <laughs> Mads is is tugging on your clothes as all of this happens, and uh, Mads is like Deirdre, Deirdre. What is this magic? What are you doing? What's happening? What's happening? This is crazy. I would assume it's magic, yes. All right. Um, excuse me, Mr. Uh, Mr. And and Mads, like, just sort of pushes past you. Not, like, pushing you backwards or anything, but just stepping past you very forcefully. Um, excuse me, uh, Mr. Orion, uh, uh, sir. Uh, what? Whoa. How? What? What is all this? What's going on? Um, I don't understand. And Orion uh, looks down at them and, and just sort of crouches a little bit, very very slowly, like comes down to their level and, and says, "Well, um, there's a lot to be uh, gained from the study of magic, child. And uh, if if you dedicate yourselves for many years, then perhaps someday you'll come to uh, find some of the uh, secrets that." Uh, that your friend and I have. Orion looks up at you and, and winks at that. And then Mads like turns and looks at you and uh, you just see them mouth under their under their breath. Wizard. Deirdre kind of like has the faintest smile <laughs> and she kind of mouths back, I'm not a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, at any rate, uh, say, um, Sage Orion stands up and leans backwards, stretches their, their back a couple of times. They, they turn to you and say, uh, So, how was your trip, uh, Deirdre? It's, it's been a long time. It seems like you've, you've grown. You seem like you can handle yourself now. Yes, thank you. Uh, it was uneventful. Hmm. Except for Mads showing up unexpectedly. I was a boon. You almost got yourself attacked by a guardian of faith. Is what you did. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I listen. I, I managed to, to keep my my distance. I'm I'm very observant. I did a good job at not um, crossing the line. That's one thing that everybody says about me. I approach the line and I don't 
quite cross it. By the way, uh, during all of this, uh, Mazen is just sort of like clutching to their head. This possum is also a hat. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't remember. What time had I said it was before? Do you remember? I don't, but I think you just had the suns going down. There's gotcha. cicadas chirping. Gotcha. Well, um, at any rate, after such a long journey, I, I know that you must be that you must be tired. You and your companion must be tired. Uh, how about I, I show you to uh, a place to, to rest your feet? That would be amenable. Um, is there a place where uh, my mule Veritas could be sheltered? Uh, so you may uh, not remember this in the or, or perhaps this is you want something better than this. In the last episode, uh, you tied up Veritas under a uh, covered, um, a covered sort of not quite a stable, but like a, a very clearly a spot to where you could tie up steeds. Yeah, but is there food? Is oh, there is water? There food? How is it? Is it gonna be cold out there? Oh man, is it gonna be cold out there? Okay. Well, I don't really have anything better than. Uh, and he looks once again out the door. Um, which is still open at this point. He looks out the door towards uh, where you have Veritas uh, tied up. Well, I, I don't really have a spot that's better than that, but uh, I, I do have some food I, and some water. I, I could bring it out. I'll bring out some later. I, I also have some blankets if you if you need to uh, uh, make sure they're warm through the night, just to drape over them, I guess. Uh, I, I, I apologize. I, I don't keep... Uh, I don't keep a steed my uh, my own, so I, I'm not uh, as well equipped as as Crayon normally is. Um, I apologize. Um, it's quite all right. I can care for him as long as there are supplies. I mean, I have some feed, but I'd rather keep that for the travel back. Of course, of course. And he does a one of those uh, wide sweeping gesture and a. Uh, gestures towards the uh, stairwell that is like cutting along the what must be a wall of the tower um, but up into the trees Mads uh, runs up that those stairs and like you just hear like clip 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 clop as um as his feet uh, or sorry as their feet go popping up the stairs yeah Deirdre is much calmer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you you follow yeah okay um, as you make your way up, you see the the magical imagery of this uh, open field very quickly just sort of fades from your view, but in a way that that is not very easy to reconcile in your mind. Like it doesn't it doesn't quite make sense how it disappears. It's not like a, a hard you know line, like a cut where it just one moment it's this, one moment it's that. It's just you don't quite notice it shifting. It just suddenly isn't there anymore. And uh, you find yourself in a very normal stairwell of a stone tower. After you've gone maybe 10 feet up, you open up into a much plainer uh, section, a much plainer area. It's basically just, um, there's another stairwell you see leading higher up the tower that continues from this one. But there's also a pantry of some sort. There's a few a few cots uh, a table, you know, just sort of like a, a dining area kind of thing. You see some uh, scattered cutlery. Uh, it mostly, it, it's it's clean, but it's it's very utilitarian, very clearly incredibly old. This this was not something that you would assume that Orion built. This is something that that has been around for a very very long time. 
And uh, as you open up onto that spot, uh, you find Mads is just like pulling open boxes, opening up the cabinets and chests, and just going through everything that's up there. And as behind you, Orion steps up the stairs, he gives you a, um, just sort of raises one of his eyebrows and looks over at Mads, and then looks back at you. Deirdre just kind of does like the smallest shrug and then goes, Mads. That is incredibly rude, and I would appreciate if you stopped. We are a guest in Sage Orion's home. Uh, would that be would that be a persuasion or intimidation? Uh, I feel like even if she's not really trying, Deirdre <laughs> is more intimidate than persuade. <laughs> That's fair. Let's uh, roll a quick uh, the. Wisdom check. Uh, that's only an 11. Well, uh, Mads got a three. Uh, oh, good. Even <laughs> though her heart's not in it, it might still be effective. Yes, exactly. Um, so you, you say that to Mads, and they look over towards you and uh, see the look from you and see the look from Orion, who previously had seemed um, bemused by them and now seemed... Uh, you can tell looking at their face, um, they look a little annoyed by Mads' behavior. And so Mads, uh, chagrined, lowers their head and just says, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, just sort of making my bed. Uh, and, and you see them grab a couple of blankets and drag them over to one of the cots and uh, sit down. Is all of the stuff like on one side of the room and the cots on the other? Or is it all kind of just around? It's all kind of just around. Um, I, I would say that the the far end, the far end of it is where the storage containers are, and then there's the cots mostly on one side, and then the dining table on the other side. But it's it's a circular tower, so it's all it, it's not like <laughs> it, it clearly the stuff has been shuffled around a bit. Like there's not a, a very obvious right way to have this these pieces of furniture. They're, they don't seem, like, very well organized in this room. All right, so there's no way that I can just get between the stuff and Mads. <laughs> Unfortunate. I mean, you probably could. It, you, you probably could if you wanted to, like, set up a... Like, do you mean you just want to physically stand in their way right now? No, just, like, have the cop be oh have your cot be between yeah 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 you you could do that you could take a cot that's closer to these storage containers than than them but they could pretty easily walk around you if they wanted to i take i put my stuff on that cot and i look very pointedly at them (laughs) um yeah they they look a little like oh okay and and lower their head a bit all right i'm just gonna sit here um Mazin, let's get to uh, let's get let's get to our studies. And uh, they they grab Mazin off their head, plop them down on the bed next to them, and uh, start. I'm just sort of saying under their breath, "Thok, thok," as they they practice uh, their cantrips, which uh, they don't have. Sage Orion, <sighs> uh, <laughs> Sage Orion. Uh, oh, go ahead. Deirdre's not cut out to be a mother. <laughs> uh, uh, Sage Orion chuckles to himself, looking at you and looking at Mads. Then he uh, he gestures towards you and gestures towards the stairs leading higher up. I will follow, 
or follow direction <laughs> if I am being told to go first. Uh, they they walk uh, they walk up uh, before before you do. Okay. There's sort of a the the implicit. Well, I'll just make it explicit. I if you'd like to uh, talk later, um, I will be in my study above. Feel free to come upstairs. Just uh, announce yourself as you as you come up the stairs. Otherwise, uh, feel free to rest through the night. What, what, however you see fit. Thank you for your hospitality. Of course, of course. A, a friend of Crayon's or Alberta's is a friend of mine. And well, it's it's just it's good to see that you're doing well. Thank you. Um, it appears that you are doing well as well. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, and he uh, proceeds up the stairs into his study. And Deirdre goes down the stairs. Really? Okay. I haven't taken care of Veritas yet. I've oh. got to take off his packs, take off his bridle. Got to give him a little pat down, give him one of those blankets that was pointed out to me earlier. Mm-hmm. Put out some feed, some water, tell him a good night story, you know. Good, good, good. When when you get down there, uh, are you just using your own feed, your own your own water? Um, unless like some was like pointed out during that conversation earlier, um, then no, none none was pointed out. Uh, he he indicated that he had some somewhere, but uh, you see like the um, uh, you see there is a you know sort of trough. And then a, a little spot. There's a place to put water and food, but you don't see where it, the supply would be coming from. But yeah, there are those blankets. There are all of those things. Uh, and and you go and uh, you go give give Veritas a little a little a little attention. Yup. And then once that's done, I go back up and try to make sure that Mads did not get into any trouble while I was gone. <laughs> when you come back up, there is a uh, tent of uh, blankets over their cot. Uh, but other than that, you don't see any like mess going on or anything like that. That's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, then uh, Deirdre will go to sleep. She'll say her prayers and go to sleep. Hello and welcome to Minor Character Quest, a special sponsored segment brought to you by Flying Crow Coffee. Flying Crow Coffee, super fresh coffees roasted in tiny batches. They're so small, you guys. It's crazy. Today we're joined by our old friend Eli. Say hi, Eli. Hi. Who will be doing a minor quest with his character, I did not write down the name. Oh, uh, my character is Yeros Kerian. <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, to pronounce that. Okay, I'm glad I didn't write this one down. Yeros Kerian is a level five tiefling ranger slash hitman. Nice. Are you ready for your quest, Eli? I'm always ready. You are standing in the shadows of a dark room. Under the only light in this room, you watch three figures talking. None of them seem to notice you. As you finish returning to the theater seat from your bathroom break, you find a burly man has taken your spot. 
What do you do? Is there an empty spot behind him? Uh, roll me a perception check. 13. You do spot an empty chair, but it's four or five rows back. Okay, then here's what I do. Is he eating popcorn? He is eating popcorn. Okay. I'm going to uh, squeeze past him and drop a little bit of laxative into his popcorn. (laughs) Roll me a sleight of hand check. We're looking for a 12. Oh! Oh! You manage to slip a little bit of laxative into this man's popcorn as you squeeze past. You still don't have a chair, but you do have a sense of righteous indignation and uh, vengeance, knowing that this man is about to have his night ruined. Congratulations on surviving your minor character quest. Well, that was fun. Thanks again to Flying Crow Coffee. Make sure to use the discount code SEQ10 at checkout to let them know we sent you, and to get 10% off a single order or off your first subscription order. Find them at flyingcrowcoffee.com. <laughs> that that sounds like I was going against Flying Crow Coffee. I was trying to do what I did in the first one where I you had have a sound, a little sound effect, effect that applies. I appreciate. Oh, and here's here's a sound effect for the restaurant one. <laughs> Back to the show. You wake up. It's the middle of the night. Looking off to the side, uh, you see Mads sitting on or laying on their cot. They're sort of sprawled out with the blanket only partially covering them, one of their legs like sticking out wildly. And you see that Mason is um, sort of wandering through uh, the wandering through the room right now, just kind of moving around. but uh, they, they're, they're quiet. They're not, they're not making a fuss or anything. Um, do you normally they're not sleep- hissing at anybody? <laughs> They're not. They're not hissing at anybody. They're not doing anything like that. Do you? Do you normally sleep through the night? Uh, is this? Is this strange for you to be woken up in the middle of the night? Um, she probably sleeps less well when she is in an unfamiliar place. Mm-hmm. Because she's used to being on the road where anything could really uh happen. Gotcha. Roll me a perception check. Oh, boy Oh, Let me see if I can find one of my fun D20s. That's a 16. Okay. Um, so while you're, you're sitting there, you hear it's very muffled from inside of the, um, the tower, especially considering uh, the fact that there are no windows on this level. But you hear a sound that you swear is um, the sound of a Veritas uh, hee-hawing or whinnying or whatever it is a mule does. Do mules bray? Bray. Bray sounds like the right word. Hee-haw feels a little uh, diminutive (laughs) in a way that I don't want. Uh, (laughs) um, How's your dramatic moment where you hear your (laughs) mule hee-hawing in the distance? (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yes, the the sound they make is... um, is loud and sounds uh, frightened. Cool, 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 cool. 
I pick up my mall and go downstairs. Cool. As you get to the um, ground level, you hear the click, 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 click of the um, clock, uh, which has gotten stuck again, um, this time with the time set uh, around midnight. So it's hard to tell what time it actually is right now, but it's definitely definitely looks like night right now. And as you, uh, I assume you, you just open the door downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you open the door, uh, you see that it's, it's definitely still night. You open up, you look and you see Veritas and they are braying. And when they, they look towards you, there is a, they, they do that little thing that horses do where they, um, horses and mules do where they kind of like stamp their feet in a, a bit of a panic and, uh, roll me a perception check again. Oh, Jesus, that's only a six. Um, yeah, they, I'm worried. <laughs> they look, uh, Veritas, he looks a little, like, panicked. He looks a little scared. Um, he looks a bit, he looks reassured, maybe, that you're there. But uh, that's that's all you're, you're sort of picking up from them. Um, it, it's dark out right now. You know, the, there's cloud cover, so I, I'm not sure if there's a moon out right now, but you definitely can't see it. Um, I cast light. Okay, you cast light. Uh, when you cast light, you see a glint off of um, Veritas's back hoof. And looking at that, that glint, there is just this flat structure sort of piercing out of the ground. And it's this many faceted, like large flat sheets that, are, that have a slight sheen to them, uh, especially now in the, the glow of your, your light spell. And they have, like, all come up and sort of encased their uh, back hoof. Oh, well, I don't like that at all. At the same time that you notice that, what is your AC? Well, don't tell me your AC. I'm just going to ask you if something hits. Um, does a 15 hit your AC? My AC is 15. <laughs> all right. So I believe that that does, that does hit then. Um, and you get hit by... It's, a smooth it's, criminal? You get hit by a smooth criminal. Shimon and all that. Uh, um, you get hit by a, a massive uh, just hunk of flesh slams against um, against the back of... Not literally. Uh, I mean, I guess literally. Uh, <laughs> but not just a hunk of flesh. There's bone, there's claw, there's fur. Slams against uh, your side and uh, knocks into you, dealing... Uh, oh, that's a lot. Uh, 10 slashing damage? That's fine. Oof. And um, how do you react when this happens? Do you, like, go into a defensive position? Like, what, what is your, your, do you run towards Veritas? Like, what is your first action? Well, I just got smacked mm-hmm. from behind, yeah? Yeah, from behind. I would whip around Maul first. <laughs> nice. And you see in front of you, a, a large brown bear. It is roughly, I mean, it's uh, this close. It, it, it's hard to tell exactly how big it is, but this close, it feels plenty big. Um, it is large. It is thick. It is muscular. And there's these lines of just this uh, this stone, this crackly stone protruding from various parts of its body, cracking through it, corrupting its normal form. Does it look like the stuff that's on Veritas now? Uh, it does look like the stuff that is trapping Veritas's foot. Yes. Uh, I hate it. Oh, I hate this. 
Uh, actually, roll uh, me an initiative, because I think that was a surprise attack from the brown bear, but let's see if they get another attack off on you. <sighs> Time for initiative. Eight. Ooh, they got a... Uh, they got a 10. How uh, come my first two rolls or an 18 and a 19, and then everything else <laughs> has been just terrible? Everything that's mattered. Right? Yeah, uh, they, this, this bear, um, it reaches, you know, a- after it, it has swiped at you and you've turned to look at it, um, to hold out this maul towards it, it drops down, back down onto all fours, and pounds into the ground, and as it does, that stone, the stone flakes that are, are piercing out of it coalesce and, and just sort of har- give a, a hard shell over uh, covering more of its body. Oh, stone skin. Oh, is that its whole turn? Uh, that is all it does that turn, yes. Okay. Oh, I don't like this at all. Do I fight the bear? Or do I risk getting hit again and trying to free Veritas? Mmm. <laughs> I wish I had spell cards so I could remember what all these spells do. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. How much damage does burning hands actually do? <laughs> oh, that's actually very... That's a cone spell. I don't want to catch anything else on fire. <laughs> Now there is a, there isn't a lot in here that you could catch on fire except for the um, the I guess there's a little bit like there's a little bit of grass on the ground. There's those wooden punji pits spikes, uh, and and I guess the structure uh, that Veritas is under. Those are all wood. Everything else is stone or steel. And the bear is towards the stone and the steel. Yes, the bear was. You were facing towards Veritas. The bear was behind you. So you have turned around and are facing the bear, which is away from Veritas. Yeah, I'll burn hands it. <laughs> okay, cool. Each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, fun fact, bear ain't dexterous. Yeah, I would assume not. 11. My spell save DC is 14. So you do not dodge out of the way. Let me find some D6. That'll be 8 damage. Eight fire damage. Nice. Uh, tell me what that looks like. Uh, she holds out her hands and just fire. Just like her hands turn into flamethrowers for a second. <laughs> awesome. Pretty much. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, that uh, it, the the fire bursts out and blazes against the the sort of stone. Uh, mica armor that is covering this uh, this brown bear, and the the stone uh, does not seem to protect it at all. Um, the bear reels back in in fear from this um, from this intense heat that overwhelms it, and it steps back a few steps. But then it's going to. Um, do you have anything else you can do this turn? Uh, gods, I wish I had spell cards so I would know which one. If any of these are bonus actions. Oh, I've got healing word. Do you allow two spells in one turn? Uh, I don't believe so. Well, then I will move away from the bear. (laughs) Okay, you'll move over towards Veritas? Yeah, I want to get his foot unstuck and 
out of the pseudo stable. Okay. As you um, start to step away, the uh, brown bear is going to take an opportunity attack. Yep. And that is going to be uh, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Dog. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Um, and so he is uh, he's biting at you right now, whereas before he had slashed. Yeah. And, geez, I was doing the bite because the bite is less dangerous. It still did 10 damage. That's fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so I'm still above half. Still above half. Now it is uh, it is their turn, and they are going to... Um, actually, I'm going to roll a couple other things real quick. Okay, good. So uh, the bear is going to uh, slam down its, its paws again. It is very uh, still very angry at the fire that is it is still uh, burning on the grass around it and you see bits of its uh, fur are still aflame and it um, slams its paws down and a hunk of stone uh, ripples through the ground towards you and then is going to um, pop up around your feet and I need you to roll me a uh, dexterity saving throw all right 16? Yeah, dog. You uh, hop out of the way and maybe like bat at the the stone that like pops up and would have caught your foot. Bat at it with your mace and just shatter it uh, and then are safe next to uh, Veritas. The bear is then going to start moving in your direction. Uh, but it, it moves, um, it moves slowly as if unconcerned about your ability to get away or to harm it. Okay. By the time it is your turn again, it is roughly 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. So it's my turn? Yes. It is 10 feet from me? Yes. Then uh, 20 feet away from me, I am going, like, well, maybe 25 feet away from me. <laughs> just I'm gonna to be cast, safe. <laughs> just to be safe. I'm gonna cast Fireball. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, goodness. I did tell you there's a lot of space. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, go for it. How how that do? Roll me a dexterity saving throw. I did tell you that dexterity is not their strong suit. Um, I mean, it's a bear, it's a bear. made of stone. Yeah. I wouldn't expect it to be. Um, so it rolls an eight. It, an eight? Yes. Total? Eight total. Buddy, that's not going to fly. Right. Um Okay. Give me a second to count these. Go for it. That's 25 fire damage. Ooh. All right. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> um yeah, so uh describe to me what this looks like. Oh, sorry. 27. I didn't see one of the die. Jeez. Okay, cool. Yeah, this thing uh is not quite dead, but is is terribly damaged. What does it look like when you call down this this holy fireball? Deirdre is pissed. <laughs> so she like makes it uh, to Veritas, turns around, sees that the bear is pursuing her, and as soon as she can, like she says her prayer, grasps her holy symbol, and just points 25 feet away from herself knowing full well how big this thing is and it just goes 
Yeah, it, this this creates a blast. You feel this heat uh, radiating off of you know, even though you're you're in the safe zone technically, it is it is, oh, it's it's just overwhelming. Deirdre plays with fire all the time. She is fine. Yeah, she's okay. Um, and Veritas actually is uh, surprisingly okay, um, just because they're they're with you all the time. They've seen this sort of thing. They're freaked out, but they're more freaked out by the bear situation than the fire. And the can't move my foot situation. And the can't move my foot. That's that's the real thing holding them back. But uh, but the fire is not so bad. Right as that happens, basically as the the fireball is about to ignite, you see the door open and you see uh, Mads like poke their head out, and then you see their eyes get very very wide. The door slams shut, and them like hop back inside as the the wave of fire just erupts out and and hit slams into the door as well as the bear smart kid uh and right as that probably would have killed oh, Mads. that would not have been great uh yeah um they don't uh fun fact about mads uh not n- don't got a lot of health um <laughs> good thing i always have revivify on hand excellent <laughs> but right after that happens uh right after the the wave of fire um hits the door uh, and you find yourself just sort of standing there in front of this bear, which is in flames and looking shaken, and much more of it is covered in flames than it was before. The door, you hear the door open, and you hear uh, the sound of... As uh, Mads comes running out and jumps up into the air and takes their, their brass knuckles with... Uh, oh, how do I want to describe this thing? Um... I have this cool weapon in my mind, and I don't know the best way to actually describe how they use it, but whatever. Um, they come running out, jump up into the air, and slam their hand into uh, into this bear, stabbing it, or attempting to stab it. Uh-huh. And they just, just hit, just hit, just barely, uh, and do... God, I hope they kill it. They do two damage. Is it enough? It is not quite enough. Ah, That would have been rad. <laughs> so just so you know, I, I rolled them into initiative, and they rolled um, a 16, or sorry, an 18. So they have arrived just at this point. And then the next person up is Sage Orion. You see... I was gonna say Orion, hopefully. This is his goddamn house. <laughs> you hear a voice call out from high up above. Uh, and you look up and see uh, the light from his study is on and you see his form reaching out, holding a small wooden rod of some sort. And he shouts down, and the bear is going to roll a saving throw. Ty, is it bad that my first thought was, Who's Neil? <laughs> is Neil the bear? The Neil is the bear, obviously. The bear's name is Neil, and he's been a naughty boy. <laughs> uh, no. Attacking guests. <laughs> the uh, the bear rolled a nine, uh, so they fail their um, wisdom saving throw. And you see this bear, which was near, appeared to have been near death. You see its body just completely lock up. And you see it just fall forward onto the ground. Uh, it does not. It does not kneel, really, but it does uh, come to a standstill, uh, and is not. It is no longer moving. And as 
that happens, Mads starts to, uh, they raise their hand up and are bringing their, their dagger back down onto the bear when uh, Orion says, wait, I will be there in one moment. Don't you touch that thing. Oh, um, all right, okay. Uh, And uh, they sort of hop off and and move away. Um, I think possibly shaken by the fact that they just saw two massive, kind of scary uh, uses of magic back to back. Then moments later, you see the door of the tower um, swing open and you see Orion in a hastily thrown on robe uh, stepping out. They are buckling, uh, you see them, them buckling a belt around their waist uh, as they are they're stepping out. What do you do you say or do anything in this moment? Uh, the bear is like out of commission. I'm gonna check on Veritas's hoof, see if I can chip it away with my maul. If it seems like it's in the hoof, I might cast greater re- uh, lesser restoration at it. Gotcha. I guess that would be give me like a medicine check or something. I don't know. Hi. That seems right. That tracks. Yeah. Dirty 20. Oh, yeah. You don't have any... You can tell that uh, Veritas was not injured by this. That There's maybe like a slight scrape on their, their knee from... Or their uh, leg from when they're sort of like rubbing against the mica that has formed around them. But also, you're able to pretty, pretty quickly just sort of rip this stone um, away from their leg. Mica's not super strong. It, it, it's pretty brittle. Cool. I was just going to stab key points with my mace if I needed to, <laughs> so it's good to know that I don't have to risk hitting Veritas. Oh, yeah. That would be very sad. Look, I have healing spells. If it if it works, yeah. Veritas trusts me. <laughs> as as you were helping, uh, helping Veritas, as you were tending to their potential wounds, you finish that up and turn and see um, Mads is standing next to the tower with their Shoulders hunched up, trying to look as small as possible, it seems. And Orion is um, busily looking over this bear. And as you you step closer, uh, you see that they are tending to it in some ways. Like they 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 seem to be looking over the wounds and like patching them up. But it is it is still paralyzed while they're doing all of this. I didn't catch anything on fire, right? I mean, there's there were like bits of the fur on fire, and there was like little bits of grass. No, I mean like around. No, no, nothing, nothing big. Um, nothing. No wooden structures were close enough for you to catch on fire. All right, I'll stomp out my little things before they can spread. Good, good, good. Uh, what? I don't know. You're here for one night. You know, if you had killed this, how much work I would have lost. I, I can't believe you just... Just like Father Crayon, you never you never see these things for what, what good they can do. It did attack me. And I show him, like, the scratches and the bite marks on my back. It's an animal. What do you expect it to do? Of course it's going to attack you. You, you offer yourself up as some sort of threat, so obviously it's going to come for you. But you can't... You can't be angry at at a thing like this for for doing what it does, especially with the corruption that that flows through it. It's it's of course it's going to do this. Do this. I did not even see the bear before it struck me, and I came out to check on Veritas, who was frightened, because there was this, and I hold up a chunk of the mica, encasing his hoof. 
Um, roll me a, uh, per, a charisma check with advantage to just sort of like see if you can get him. He, he's clearly annoyed, but like you are very reasonable right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Deirdre's just like, I'm not even mad at the bear. I was defending myself and my steed. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, charisma check with advantage. Yeah. Nineteen. Oh yeah. He, he he rolled really bad. He immediately calms down and relaxes and says, "I, I'm sorry. I I just it's 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 easy to. Uh, it's it's late. I I apologize for my outburst." And in this this moment, as you you look at him, you notice that he he just seems he's he carries himself in a he he looks very resigned right now. He looks very tired, more so than than you than you would expect in this moment. I I've just been I've been working with I've been working for a long time to study these creatures, and I I I, I would hate to see a specimen like this lost. Um, d- don't. You go ahead and go inside. Uh, go take your your friend inside, and I'll 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 take care. I'll take care of this. I'll I'll, I'll take care of it. Can Veritas stay in the sitting room? Fine. Yes. Yes. Of course. Of course. I bring Veritas inside. <laughs> yeah, it's safe out here. Your <laughs> mule will be fine. No, clearly not. There's a bear out here that you knew about. Jesus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, as you uh, as you bring Veritas inside, you see him gathering this this bear up. You see him uh, taking out that that long uh, or not long. It's it's a pretty. You take see him take out that wooden wand and gesture towards the bear, um, causing it to become visibly lighter as he he sort of picks it up and uh, starts to move it away. And as you as you bring Veritas inside, you notice him walking towards the uh, rubble of the second tower. But then you look you look away and and you look back and uh, he's no longer there. You aren't sure where he has brought this this bear. Um, That's fine. That's his business. As long as Veritas is inside. (laughs) And uh, you you bring Veritas inside, uh, and they um, immediately look around, are taken aback, kind of like you guys were when you stepped into this um, this forest clearing, and uh, they lean over and uh, begin to try to uh, chew on the grass, the the lush green grass that's below them, only for their uh, their teeth and their lips to pass straight through it. Sorry, Veritas. It's it's still grain for dinner and I put down the feed bag <laughs> um, they uh, turn to the feed bag and, and start eating from that instead um, occasionally turning back towards the grass with just sort of longing I know buddy and you go back to you make your way back to your cot I assume you, you're heading to, to back to bed yeah you make your way back to your cot to find Mads already there with Mason, uh, sort of clutching Mason around um, on their belly, and um, you lay down um, on the cot. And do you go straight back to sleep, or she probably listens for a little bit, but she does drift back off. Okay, 
you you sit there listening for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, you hear the sound of Mads preening over Mazen, but uh, but nothing nothing seems to happen for a long while. Right right as you're starting to drift to sleep, maybe 20, 30 minutes later, you have have one of those those jerks, those myoclonic jerks, those those moments where you, where you feel like you're falling and then suddenly tense up. Oh, I hate those. And you you could have sworn that you heard some sort of cry. The same sort of fear that you had heard from Veritas, but uh, but not from but but not from a uh, donkey from from some from something else from maybe a person maybe maybe a, a wolf maybe just some some sort of animalistic sound of fear or pain and you listen and nothing more happens maybe 20 30 minutes after that as you're finally starting to to drift off again you hear the sounds of uh, Orion's footsteps shuffling up the stairs and you see him pause for a moment and you look in that direction um, towards the stairwell it's too dark for him to be able to to tell but your eyes have adjusted to the darkness and you can see him standing there and you see him with his uh, his robes loose you see his uh, that wooden rod held in one of his hands casting a very faint blue light just enough for him to barely see uh, as he navigates his way up the stairwell and you also see that he looks old. And and I don't mean old in the way that I, I meant before. No, I don't just mean tired. I mean he looks decades older than he did before. And then he continues up the stairs, and you go back to sleep. And I think that's where we're going to end today. What a weird night for Deirdre. What a weird night for Deirdre. Every time she almost falls asleep, something else happens. And she's like, God, can I just get my spell slots back? Uh, will this have counted as as an eight-hour rest? Who knows? We'll find out next time on Side Character Quest. Well, then I guess I'd better remember how many spells I've used. Uh, it'll count. It'll count. Oh, man. Because I, I don't have a pencil, so I've been using <laughs> dice. So, like, I have four first-level spell slots. Uh-huh. So I had like four dice just right on that thing, and then when I spent when I did burning hands, I took one and put it back in my uh, dice tray. Nice. Well, thank you again very much for um, coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, is there anything uh, you would like to plug other than the uh, usual capes and japes? Which listener, check out, please. Do it now. Uh, no, not really. I haven't started any new projects, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I ha- still have ideas, but then I look at them and I'm like, do I really want to start something else? Oh, I, I, no. I know that feel. I know that feel so strong. That is every every day for me. 
Yeah. I mean, unless people want somebody to uh, beta their fanfiction. Because <laughs> I've been uh, trying to get into that business. I find it very fun. I don't, I'm very surprised that that is actually a, like, a, a business. But I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. That's, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, you're basically just an editor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, but other than just, just capes and japes. All right. Well, um, I'm also on Twitter at Racetrack Conlon, C-O-N-L-O-N, and Instagram at the same name. So, like, come say hi, I guess. Excellent. Go say hello to Elion, and come say hi to uh, us at um, at SCQ Podcast. Uh, you can also, uh, we also have a Discord. It's the, the Scavengers Network Discord. If you want to join, uh, then maybe I'll add a link in the show notes, or you can just shoot me an email or shoot me a message on Twitter, and we'll, uh, we'll get you in there. Also, uh, while we're at it, if how about you check out the Scavengers Network Patreon? By the time this comes out, we should have uh, a good bit. Maybe not. A, I don't want to promise a good bit. We should have at least uh, some side character quest bonus content. So you know, check that out. Maybe you know, it'd be, it'd be fun and cool. Maybe maybe you see something you like. Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right, guys. That that is all. Thank you again very much for listening. <laughs> and uh, with that, we're going to pitter-patter on out of here. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. PodCube's patented time-agnostic articulated Newton mechanics allow for high-definition streaming of 8 petabyte per second audio from any time or place in space or time or place. Our Galileo pod delivery system is unintrusive and designed to blend in, no matter when or where it goes, to deliver your pod cube. Listen for yourself to the flagship pod cube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. The finest bespoke headwear, highest quality garments, and most humble haberdashery in the heart of beautiful Prumpleshire, UK. Search pod cube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. Pod cube, the future is yesterday. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. Hello, I'm testing my volume again. Uh, This is the volume. I'm going to speak. I don't want to speak ever louder than this. Okay, this is a good amount. I never want to talk louder than this ever in my entire life. Never, uh, never longer than this. Um, Never again. Never. I have my...
Oh, <laughs> uh, you have like a whole a whole little bucket of dice. A whole little These rolling are all my dice. Deirdre dice. All of, wait, those are just Deirdre dice. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. It's like even during my own outros for Capes and Shapes, I always forget that like sometimes I do a fun thing instead of kiss me sexy Batman. So then Olivia's <laughs> like I have been Olivia and I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. And I am Elion. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> if I can't think of anything on the spot, I just go with Kiss Me Sexy Batman. It's it's good uh, to have like a, a, a safe like choice just in the chamber. Yeah. There's so many like uh times that I've cut out right after um <laughs> Where I'm just like, I'm sorry, Olivia, I couldn't think of anything clever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um. Oh. Sorry, I forgot that I have an alarm that goes off five minutes uh. before crit roll normally starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are they closed right now? Yeah, uh, dog. Uh, uh, they didn't have closed. an episode last week either. Uh, oh, man. Um, that's, that's gotta be very rough for people that are used to normal, like four hours of content every week. Yeah. 